This is Andrew Henry, Mississippi Valley Conference Player of the Year. You listen to the Buke Area Baseball Podcast with special guest, everybody's favorite coach, Jeff Rapp. This podcast is produced on Anchor, where you can record, edit, and publish all from your smartphone. You can find the Dubuque Area Baseball Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and any other major podcast platforms. Stepping to the batter's box. Thank you for joining us and welcome back to the Dubuque Area Baseball Podcast. Special edition today. Thank you, Andrew Henry, for the lead-in introducing everybody's favorite coach, Jeff Rapp. And you know this is your host, everybody's favorite coach, Coach Manaman. We will be joined by Andrew Henry, Logan Rundy, Zach Sabres, and Devin U. Daly shortly. Coach Rapp, you told me at the start of the year you were only coming on one time. We got you on a second time. Thanks for coming back, and congratulations. Oh, thanks for having me. Um, I'm glad to be back um, under these circumstances. You know, I'm I'm glad that we had a season um, at all. I'm glad that we got through the season COVID-free, and I'm glad, certainly glad we're going back to state this year. The numbers came out on how many teams were affected by COVID, and I believe 94% of the teams were able to start and complete a season, which was good. But we're not here to talk about that. We're here to talk about the Hempstead Mustangs. So you are ranked fourth in the state. You just drew the number three seed, and you will face conference foe, the Iowa City Little Hawks, on Wednesday at 4.30. You are currently ranked fourth in the state. This is your 14th trip to the state tournament as the Hempstead Mustang program. I believe it's your second trip as the head coach, correct? It's, it's my second trip as head, yes. The last appearance was in 2014. The Mustangs have four state championships under their belt. The last one came in 1984. Now, Coach, I want to ask you this quick question. Um, you got the Gatorade shower the other night. I, I texted you that night and said that that's when your players do that for you, that's like the ultimate sign of respect that you have their back and then they also have your back as, as well. Um, what does that mean to you? What, what does this team mean to you? What do you love so much about this team? I mean, that, that is, that, I, I think you're right about that. Um, and, and thank God with, with, the, with the new rules this year, not having community, community water, that was only a, a bucket of ice in case of injury. But, um, you know, I'll, I'll take that every year if I can get it. And, uh, you know, one of the things that I like about this team is, is they, are, they are pretty close. Um, they're competitive with each other. Um, they're friendly outside uh, of, of the game with each other. Um, they can give each other a hard time and still be buddies. Um, you know, our, our, our bench guys are, are integral in, in our in our performance. Um, so it, it's you know it, it really is. I know it sounds sounds like a cliche, but it really is a team effort in everything that we do. Um, it, it it only takes a couple couple little things for us to do right 
to kind of build some momentum and, and to feed off of that. And I, I just think like every good team we have, we do have good team chemistry. And I think that's really important. That is uh, important to have that uh, great team chemistry. And Coach Rapp, I just want to tell you that the community is supporting you. Now, I have not gone to uh, any of the games due to my wife being high risk um, with the coronavirus and and us expecting our first child. But I was getting texts from people in the Western Dubuque community, the senior community, um, the Beckman community. My phone was blowing up when you guys were playing Cedar Rapids Prairie. Everybody in the community um, no matter what school is, is supporting you guys. So that's, that's gotta be exciting to hear. It, it is nice to have that support, especially from, you know, opposing coaches. Um, you know, even though it's Butte County, you know, we're going against those guys, we're competing against those guys all the time. So, you know, uh, Tish and Andrew Reese and Casey Bryant and, and all those guys, um, rooting for you really feels good rather than to be, um, against you. But, um, yeah, it was a great crowd the other night. I think it was probably the biggest sub-state crowd that, that I remember. Um, I looked out there one time. I sent sent uh, Sabres down to the bullpen, and, and he couldn't even get in there. They were about 10 deep in there, um, and uh, Brian Cool had to clear, clear out the bullpen for him to get in there and throw. So it, it was a great crowd. There has been great support. I, too, have, I, my phone was absolutely blown up that night, I, I think, by the time I looked at it at about 10 o'clock that night, I had 45 text messages. So, um, yeah, the support has been great from the community. Funny story about Zach Sabres warming up. I sent Coach Tischer a text message. Zach Sabres warming up? What's he thinking? And Tish got back to me. He goes, the only one that knows. And that's the reason why I'm watching from the sideline and you're listening at home. So Coach Tischer, a uh, big fan of, of you guys that night. I do have one favor to ask you. Sure. So I need you to win on Wednesday because I am not going to be able to go to the game. I was all ready to go. I was all ready to purchase my ticket. And I found out that it's my wedding anniversary. So I'm not even going to ask if I can skip out on my wedding anniversary to see you guys play on Wednesday. So I need you to win on Wednesday. Can you do that for me? We will do that. And I, I'm I'm more concerned that you just found out that that's your wedding anniversary. But yeah, we'll do it for you, Nick. <laughs> well, I was lining up the dates and I'm like, I got to check the date because I'm pretty sure my wedding anniversary is next week. And, and I found it. Now, we are here with Jeff Rapp, head coach of the Hempstead Mustangs who was named Mississippi Valley Coach of the Year. Now, Coach, back in June, you guys beat the Iowa City Little Hawks, who you'll be facing in the first round of state 5-4. to four. It took a walk-off home run by Kellen Strohmeyer to beat the Little Hawks. What did you learn from that game? Well, I'll, I'll be perfectly honest with you, and I, I'm not I'm – not, uh, downplaying Iowa City High at all. They're a good baseball team or they wouldn't be down uh, playing at Principal Park. But I, I will tell you that was the worst game that we've played all year. We had five errors um, that we had to overcome in that game. Uh, our two pitchers, Devin Udaly and Brock Booth, uh, gave up one earned run between the two of them. Um, so, you know, really it was it was our defense. We shot ourselves in the foot and dug ourselves a hole. Um, you know, it was, our, it was only our second game of the season. Uh, so we were kind of finding out who who we were. Um, 
you know, and our offense really hadn't started clicking yet at that time. You know, we had one good game against senior and then uh, we faced a, a left-hander that threw a lot of junk at us against city high there. And it, it took us a long time to kind of figure him out and time him and everything. He did a great job keeping us off balance, but um, really it was, it was, I would say overall the worst game that we played all year and, and we still came away with a W so that I feel pretty good about that. Now, I want to do a little history lesson here with you. In 1984, the Hempstead Mustangs just completed back-to-back state championships. How does this team, 2020, compare to that team, which people would say is probably the greatest Hempstead team to come through? And when I ask you to compare, I'm not asking you, like, who would win if they played, but who are some of the guys that they have and some of the guys that you have matching up to that team? Well, I'll tell you what, they were, I I remember that team very, very well. And um, they were really, really good. Um, And and there are some similarities. I mean, they, they had, they had some studs. We have some studs. Um, The, the difference was, I guess, uh, Mark, Mark Gassman and Russ Ruby carried that team on the mound um, that year. I mean, those guys, I, I, I'd have to go back and look. I bet they pitched 90% of their innings on the season. Obviously, we have different different rules, and the game's played a little differently now. Um, but they had they had some home run hitters. They hit a lot of home runs. Um, you know, we don't hit quite as many home runs with the, the bats are toned way down now. But we do have some juice in our lineup with, you know, um, really one through nine. But certainly the, the top top five guys, and I can't even say that because we have guys at the bottom of our lineup with good pop, too. But. Um, you know, athletically and offensively, I think there's a lot of similarities um, between those between those two teams. And I could I could name a lot of those teams, those guys off that eighty three eighty four team, and and position by position. And yeah, we're we we match up pretty well. Um, I know I know you said you weren't going to ask who would win that game. I don't know who would win that game. They had awful damn good pitching, but uh, I, I think that would be a pretty tight game. I think that'd go back and forth. It's interesting because since I've gone to some games and since I started this podcast, many people would approach me and, of course, they want to talk baseball. And I heard Mark Gassman's name mentioned more this year than I had ever heard. And many people would argue that he is, they believe, the best player to ever come through Hempstead. And I, and I talked to Coach Cora about it, and he said versatility-wise, overall player – he believes he was probably one of the top players as well. Now, Coach, it's funny uh, if I can share a text message that we shared. I sent you a, a text after a game, and I said, I believe your one through eight hitters can all knock the ball out of the ballpark. And you responded back, actually, one through nine can knock the ball out of the ballpark. And we have some guys that haven't cracked the lineup yet that are on the bench that can hit the ball um, out of the ballpark as well. Your offense has been great. Real quick, Andrew Henry has kind of flipped the script. Last year, he was known as one of the most dominating hitters in the state. Now, he worked his tail off, and he's considered one of the most dominating pitchers in the state. Um, what's that boost been getting uh, those innings and those wins from the mound off from him? Well, I tell I, we we had we saw glimpses of that last year. He pitched a game against uh, Xavier last year towards the end of the season, and just he was he was lights out. Really should have won that game, um, and just just a great 
great performance. And, um, you know, it's just a matter of can he do this consistently? And, and so far this year, he's been he's been very very consistent. Um, he's been he's been really tough. His off speed stuff, he's thrown for a strike um, pretty consistently. He's spotting his fastball, so um, you know his velocity's up from last year. So he, he's been very very good on the mound for us. He's still the dangerous hitter. Um, you know, it's just a matter of kind of pick your poison with who he's sandwiched between. Um, in our lineup with with Sabres and Rundy, and you know he, Andrew has a reputation. So you know, there's a lot of times he doesn't see fastballs. Um, he's still, you know, he's still hitting upwards of 400. Um, so I, I think he's done a fantastic job both on the mound and and at the plate. And no disrespect to Andrew at all, his stats hitting wise are are still monstrous. Now, Coach, we know about Strohmeyer, and little funny story. I, I've had this story about Kellen Strohmeyer that I've wanted to tell on the last four podcasts, but I keep forgetting to say it. I was getting trolled by an account on Twitter, and they were, they were doing some haterade on Kellen Strohmeyer, and ever since that happened, Kellen Strohmeyer has hit a walk-off home run, second team, All-State, he's had a monster year. So if you're trolling on Twitter, don't troll Kellen Strohmeyer, because he will make you pay for that, I promise you. But <laughs> we have Kellen Strohmeyer, Zach Sabres, Andrew Henry, Logan Rundy, and Devin U. Daly. Now, your offense is ranked number one, first in batting average in the state of Iowa. Who are some of the other guys on your team that don't get as much media attention but are just as important to this team's success? I'll, I'll tell you. I mean, just keep going on down the lineup. I mean, you know, you got, you got Max Pins who's hit out of the sixth hole all year. And, you know, physically you look at Max and I think, I think teams think, well, this is the, this is the guy that I can go after. And, and he, he certainly has, you know, gap to gap power, um, and, and can do good things at the plate. Uh, Trey Shaber is another kid with, with really good pop. And, you know, he's, he's hitting in the seven hole and he's, I think he's, I haven't even looked, but I think he's well over 400 now. Um, you know, you, you got, um, at the bottom of our lineup, you got, you got Michael Garrett, who, who's a handful, you know, I mean, here he is at, he's 130 pounds, you know, soaking wet and, and he can drive the gap and he can bunt and he can run and, and turn our lineup over. So, I mean, you know, and then we got, we got guys sitting on the bench with, with some juice too. And, and, uh, Dougie Saunders and, and, uh, Dane Shope and John Cornelius and people like that, that we can throw in there to pinch hit and, and uh, or DH and, so, I mean, there, there's, there's just a number of guys. I, I think, you know, I said from the get-go, our offense is our strength, and it, it certainly has been. I think that's, it's a pretty dang hard offense to get through a couple times for any, any pitcher. Now, Coach, I, I tweeted a couple weeks ago at Coach Manaman, if you want to give me a follow, the only thing preventing the Hempstead Mustangs from winning their, fate, their fifth state championship is a positive COVID test or Urbandale? And Johnston people were not too happy with me. Johnston people, they saw that tweet and they jumped right down on me. So I, I, want, I want to break down the bracket for us here. 
Um, you have Urbandale, who I believe is the two-time defending champion, and then you have the heavily favored number one seed Johnson. Now, those teams, if the bracket plays out correctly, will have to play each other. But how do you beat those teams? And if you win first round, you might be paired up against second-ranked Ankeny or Pleasant Valley. So what do the Mustangs have to do to earn that fifth state championship? I mean, honestly, I think we have to just do what we've done. I mean, my question is, how, how do they beat us? Um, you know, I, 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 I feel like, and I, I think there's plenty of coaches on the eastern side of the state that would say the same thing. Um, you know, the CIML is, is a great league. And I think they very much look past the Mississippi Valley and think that uh, they're a whole lot better and their competition's a whole lot better. And, you know, they talk about their strength of schedule. Well, you know, you throw any of those teams in the Mississippi Valley, I don't know that they fare any better. Now, do they have good players? Do they have great arms? They, they do. But, um, you know, I, I'll, go up, I'll go up against anybody. Um, you know, and that's not – I'm not saying that – we are necessarily the best team or we can beat anybody. I, I do think we can beat anybody on any given day, but um, my, my, I guess my question is how, how are they going to beat us? And coach, I just want to give you and your staff and your players props on, on an excellent season. But I, I, I can tell you as a coach, some of the things that I've heard about you and your program goes way further than wins and losses. I, I uh, people now that I start this podcast think I'm the know-all be-all of, of Dubuque baseball. I'm not. I just like baseball. I like talking about it. We started a show, but got a lot of positive messages about you and your team uh, on this run. And they're talking about how you guys were at games uh, supporting the softball team. They're together, socially distancing, cheering on their teammates. Um, I believe some of the guys showed up at a Little League tournament or a Little League practice and, and helped um, out, out with a practice, helped some of the younger kids, which, which is phenomenal to see. So not only are you guys getting accolades off the field or on the field, but you're also getting those positive reinforcements off the field, which has to be good as a coach. You know, those things, um, I I would rather hear that stuff about the kids off the field because, I mean, everybody can can look and see what we're doing on the field. And obviously we have a we have a talented group of kids, but it's those things off the field that really, I think, put us over the top. And those are the things as 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 coaches and parents, those are the things that you want to hear. And all the successful teams that we've had in the past, those are the things that they do outside of baseball. Um, and I too have had a lot of positive feedback from, from people in the community, um, about, about their character and things that they're doing. So, um, that, you know, that's, that's really why we do this. Um, we certainly love baseball, but it's, it's about, you know, building high, high character kids and, and, uh, you know, building positive relationships with them and, and showing them how to do things the right way. So when you get that feedback about stuff that they're doing out in the community and and being good people, that that, uh, makes it all worth it. Coach, thanks for uh, everything that you do. And I would like to say a thank you to the community as well. And and I just want to say that the children 
in Dubuque have really impressed me because if somebody wins an award, whether it's dude of the night or dude of the week or or we we tweet their stats, something like that, I oftentimes will get thanks for doing this. Thanks for posting that. Appreciate it. And I always respond back, well, you guys did all the work. I just I just posted what you did. So to the kids and the families and the communities that have reached out with uh, positive messages um, and thanking me and then thanking your coaches as well, uh, that has been awesome. We do have four Hempstead players coming up, so stick around. Coach Rat. before we get you out of here, anything you'd like to say? You know, I, I think I've already said what I need to say. I think our, our kids are ready to go. Um, you know, this is as, as prepared as I've ever felt um, going into a state tournament. And I, I've been there as a player. I've been there as an assistant. I've been there as a head coach. And, and um, I think this group is really in the right frame of mind as far as, we're, you know, we don't take anybody lightly. We're not looking past anybody. Um, and... I feel I feel confident. I'm excited. I'm excited for the community. I'm excited for the school. I'm excited for our kids um, to get the opportunity to play down in Principal Park. So uh, these next few days are going to be a lot of fun. Awesome. Coach, thanks for joining us. I really appreciate you jumping out of your comfort zone. Stick around as we introduce the Hempstead Mustangs. We do have some players from the 2020 state-bound Mustangs joining us today. We are joined by MVC Player of the Year, Andrew Henry, Mississippi Valley First Teamers, Logan Rundy, and Devin U. Daly, and Zach Saber was second team, all Mississippi Valley. Guys, my first question I'm going to ask uh, Andrew, and I'm going to ask Devin. So when I look at your guys' breakdown from last year, Andrew was stat-wise and scouting report-wide was known as, as a hitter. And Devin, your scouting report and your stat line showed that you were more known as a pitcher. Now, you guys kind of flipped the script this year. Andrew has been one of the most dominating pitchers in the state of Iowa while still putting up big numbers, hitting as well. And Devin, you are now with a stat line as one of the most feared hitters in the state of Iowa. Pitching stats are, are pretty good as well. So, Andrew, what did you do in the off season to flip that script? And um, when we did our first episode of the Duke Area Baseball Podcast, we talked about pitchers for Hempstead, and we really didn't even mention you. So, what did you do in the off season to help improve your pitching game? Um, so we kind—I kind of really did. I try to do long toss inside a lot because I really wasn't like a um, weighted ball guy because that was kind of hurt my arm. So I kind of did uh, um, long toss inside, and I always did bands. And uh, before season, I did a lot of bullpens and stuff, and I kind of ran it up there. But now I'm just kind of just to get outs and stuff for the team. That's about it. And, Devin, how about you with uh, hitting? Because your hitting game really stepped up this year. Um, To be honest, I didn't like – I didn't like – do a lot compared to like the team I really didn't think we were gonna have like a big season this year or anything I didn't think we were gonna really have one but once the team started going out and hitting and stuff I kind of 
tagged along at the end. And then once the uh, team started getting together, then that's when I really kind of like stepped into baseball, getting back into it. So I didn't really do much. So the ball right now is looking like a beach ball to you in the batter's box, right, Devin? Yeah. Now, Andrew, just to touch on your stats, uh, last year your ERA was above four. This year your ERA is 0.84, and you are currently 5-0 and on the season. Now, Logan, I like to call it as the shot known around Iowa. I'm not sure if that's being a little too dramatic. Maybe we'll call it the shot known around Dubuque. But you gave the Mustangs a two-run lead the other night with your home run down the left field line. Did you know it was gone right off the bat? Um, I had a pretty good thought. Yeah, I knew I hit it well. Was that first pitch or walk us through the at-bat? What was your mindset? Um, well, I had it really at-bat. I struck out on three pitches the last uh, the, for my first at-bat, and then I got them pretty timed up. My uh, second at-bat, I walked on four pitches, and so I had them pretty timed up, and I was just going to swing at the first fastball I saw. That was the first good one. Now, one of the greatest feelings in the world is when you hit it right off the bat and you know off the bat that it's gone. Now, Devin, Zach, and Andrew, when you heard it and when you saw it, did you know it was gone off the bat? Or what were your thoughts, what was going through your mind when he hit it? Um, my, I was on deck, so right when he hit it, I kind of saw it was like right on that line where it was on the edge going out. And I... I had a pretty good chance. And right when I saw Zach jumping up and down, running from the baseline, running from second to third, I was like, yeah, it's gone. Zach, how about you? Yeah, I knew it was gone right away. Even Coach Rep said after he was yelling at me because I wasn't running. I was sitting there jumping, looking at Logan, screaming at him. Coach Rep was yelling at me to get running. I saw pictures of you on first base, and and you were jumping up and down like a cheerleader, not even attempting to go first first to third there. Now, that was was when I tied up the game. Now, uh, Andrew, you were on the mound, and when you heard it and when you saw it, what's going through your mind as a pitcher when you see that shot off of Logan's bat? Uh, Well, first I was kind of like – I just came back in dugout because I – popped out to first or something and I put my helmet down and I turned my head around and I looked back and I heard the crack of the bat and you know since like the wind was kind of going in I didn't know if the ball was going to carry because of like the wind in the air but like as I seen it go I, I knew it was gone because like the officer stopped and I was like yeah it's gone and then we're all hyped up at the home plate get uh hyped up together so it was a good feeling um, you know, when I played and even when I coached, there was a rule you couldn't take your helmets off until you got in the dugout and you couldn't touch the guy before they touch home plate. And, geez, my, Logan, they mobbed you uh, at home plate. I saw the umpires uh, running you guys back there to make sure that they allowed you to uh, to touch home there. Now, Zach, I, I sent a text message during the game to uh, Coach Tischer. And I said, Sabres coming into the game. Why is Sabres coming into the game? He's, uh, they're only up two. He's only thrown five innings on the year. And Coach Tisha responded to me, that's the reason why you and I are listening on the radio and watching from the sidelines. So when they tell you to go 
loosen up to record the save to send the Mustangs to the state tournament. Well, what's that going through your head when you're in the bullpen? What's going through your head when you're on the mound? Well, after the last outing I had, I was um, I was a little nervous making what, going up to the game because I had I faced five batters and hit three of them and walked the other two. But before that, <laughs> I had a I had a really good year closing the games out, and I was like, I just had to get back in that mode that I was in, just go out there and dominate. Now I'm going to open this question up for all of you guys here. Uh, back in. June, it took a Kellen Strohmeyer walk-off home run to beat your first-round opponent, the Iowa City Little Hawks. What did you learn from that game, and what do you need to improve on at State to make sure that we don't have a nail-biter and we're not waiting until our last out to win that game? Logan, we'll start with you first. Well, I don't know. I don't really think we came into the game super locked in, if I'm going to be honest. Uh because we just came off a really big win, I think, first game here. So I think we were just going to roll through that one. And uh, I don't know, I think we had a lot of, like, some tough errors, but our infielders got a lot better throughout the season. It was pretty early. And I don't know, I think we'll we'll get them this time. We just need to start off a little more, a little better. Andrew, how about you? Uh, what do you think you guys need to improve on uh, from that game, and when what uh, does your game plan need to be in order to beat the Iowa City Little Hawks? Uh, first, I would say, like what Logan said, we need to like come in like locked in because we we weren't like really expecting much, you know. We were like things be an easy game, and like we kind of need to start our bats off a little hotter like than last time because we really didn't swing it too well that game, and we just need to get on top of. The, few runs and then we'll get our motivation going and we'll be, we'll be good now this question here is is for everybody but we, we know about Hempstead's uh, dreaded lineup we know that you guys are leading the state with uh, batting average but we have Devin Udaly here Zach Sabres Andrew Henry Logan Rundy some of the best hitters in the state with one of the best lineups now who are some of the guys off the radar? We read about you guys a lot. Uh, Zach has made a couple of appearances on the Dubuque Area Baseball Podcast. We got a lot of dude of the nights and dude of the weeks here. But who are some of those guys off the radar that are really helping this team and pushing this team to get better? Devin, we'll start with you. Um, Honestly, I think Trey Shaver is one of them. He kind of lower part of the order, and he can really swing the bat. I think he's a good spot and then max pins who bats right right behind me he has he has the power to get it over the outfielders heads most of the time being i mean short for like our age i mean some kids will probably in the outfield move in on him and he'll just he'll find gaps like he did last year during our sub state game i mean he found the gap and we won the game i think them two are really like big ones right there zach sabers how about you i'd have to uh, go with michael garrett because he's been in that nine hole and he's gotten on base so many times he's been hitting really good he's close to 400 right now and that just really helps us because betting the nine hole if he gets on for the top of the order and then we hit him in that just produces runs right there yeah who's a better interviewer me or michael garrett i see those interview he puts on the mustang baseball instagram page i got i gotta stay with my boy mg all right zach this will be your last appearance on the Dubuque area baseball podcast andrew how about you who are some of those guys that uh, we don't read a lot, we don't hear a lot, but are definitely making the team and pushing the guys on the team to be better? 
would have to agree with probably Devin and Zach on, I would say Trey Schraber, because he's like kind of a, he's a fill-in guy for us. So like he'll fill in first and third and he'll catch every once in a while, but he didn't catch much this year. But he definitely uh, hits the ball well for us and does his job and gets the runs in and gets sack fly um, against Prairie for the, I think it was 2-1 to first his first run of the game. Yeah. And I'd say Michael Garrett definitely makes like, he restarts our order over, and he'll always get on base for us. And he's like a kind of a spark in our lineup. Like yeah. he always he has a, the Soto uh, little thing he does the plate. Just it's pretty funny, but he's a good kid and he's a great player. Logan, same question to you. Um, I'm gonna have to go with Trey. He has he had a really big part of the lineup when he really started hitting with us. And honestly, uh, Dane Shope and uh, John. John Cornelius, uh, John didn't really get that many at-bats, but his first couple at-bats, I think he got the RBI. Dane's a really good hitter on varsity. got a couple of pinch hit at-bats. I think he'll be a big part. I don't know, a pinch hit role or DH. So at the end, Michael Garrett, obviously, he's our second leadoff. So. Yeah, a lot of the guys you mentioned there, I mean, I've known uh, Max Pins. His dad actually was my perfect game coach the first year, perfect game <laughs> was uh, ever around, and then I was going to talk about Trey Shaber because he gives you guys so much versatility. He can pick it at third. He can play He can play first, and we got a lot of guys here that play multiple positions, and uh, Zach Sabers who can play the corners and catch, and Logan you can also catch as well, and Devin I think you can handle both corner outfield spots, and Drew as well on the mound and then can play the corner infield spots as well. Now, guys, my last question I have for you, what help and guidance has Coach Rapp shown the team, not only in handling this pandemic, but also guiding you in your season and leading you to the state tournament? Zach, we'll let you go first. Um, he just really like kept us together and kept made us like stay focused and just focus, like, take one game at a time and not get ahead of ourselves with the season we're having. True. Um, I'd say he, what Zach said, he kept us, like, really close. And, we like, this year we're, like, a lot, like, we're more, like, more chemistry together this year since like, last year. So we're a lot more closer and, like, we just have, like, that bond where we're, like, if we like, make an air or something, we don't, like, put our heads down. But, like, last year – we kind of didn't do so well at that. And, like, this year, I think we just – he helped us improve a lot with our um, our hitting. Like, we just filled out a lot, of, a lot of things this year. And I'd say he's a great coach, and I love the guy. How about you, Devin? Yeah, I agree with what Andrew said. Just having, like, the team chemistry we do this year, it's, it's just nice to know that, like, the guy behind me can hit and just knowing that we can, like, trust each other, honestly. It's just a good feeling. And – Rap's been a big part of all that, just telling us to, like, through this pandemic, just keeping our circles close and not, like, going out like we would usually want to and just, like, hang out with, like, our friends, like, like last year, like, Luke and, like, some of the kids from the team, just, we would want to hang out with them, but this year we kind of just kind of stay on, like, stay with the team and just focus on each other right now and just get the state tournament ahead of us. This is this has been a difficult time, and I would say this year's group of kids have been more mentally focused than any group of kids. I mean, I had in my planner how many times I wanted to go see you guys play to find out the game was canceled due to another team 
having a having a COVID test. Now, Logan, you have a special relationship with with Coach Rap. Uh, what's your relationship with Coach Rap? Um, he's my uncle and like my godfather. So I don't know. Like, there's like kind of like two sides. It's like kind of hard, but because everything, everybody expects a little bit more from me because me and his like relationship off the field. Um, but I just see him as my coach, and I'm out there. Now, I, I've heard rumors, guys, that uh, Coach Rap has set up a bubble over at his house, and the whole team is is staying over there. Is is that true, or is that just uh, rumors floating around? Nah, it's just rumors floating around. Just rumors. I, I don't know. I don't know if he could afford the grocery bill to f- to feed twenty some guys going on there. Yeah, guys. Thanks for joining me. I wish you the best of luck on Wednesday. I was planning on going, but then I found out that it's my wife and I's uh, anniversary. So Oof. she would not be too happy if I uh, went to Des Moines on our anniversary to uh, to go watch you guys play. But, guys, baseball really is a simple game. You're going to be streamed online. You're going to be watched by thousands. And the game still doesn't change. Stage is a little bigger, but you still have to field the ball. You still have to pitch the ball. And you still have to hit the ball. So from myself and from the rest of the people in Dubuque County, we wish you guys the best of luck in your 2020 state tournament run. Thank you. Thank you. Six, four, three. We're out of here. Wait, 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 wait. Let's change that. Strollmeyer, Pins, Henry, we're out of here. Best of luck to the Hempstead Mustangs at State. Post game show is brought to you by Christ. I can't find it. The hell with it. Thank you for listening to the Dubuque Area Baseball Podcast. You can find us on social media, Facebook, and Instagram by searching Dubuque Area Baseball Podcast. And you can follow me on Twitter at Coach Manaman. Go to Apple Podcasts, give us a five-star review, find us on Spotify, and subscribe.